0: Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so we haven't talked in a few weeks, and we've had a couple of UFC events UFC 292 and a fight night with Holloway Korean Zombie. We got to go through all that before we even get to other tasks today. Did you see two ninety two? Did you watch it?
1: Yes, I love the two ninety two. I was kind of excited about what two ninety two was going to do. I think it's like a lot of things when I don't hype something up, it's always better. But okay. I just, when it like when it, I was like, I want to see O'Malley, uh, Aljamain, and I just had a feeling it was going to be a good fight. Everybody was talking like kind of how it was like inevitable about Aljo winning because Aljo is yeah. a great grappler and he generally beats the strikers. But I don't know, I just had a good feeling. I was like, I feel like it's going to be a lot more interesting and close than people think it's going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great fight. The rest of the card, did you feel, was good?
1: Yeah. So let, let's start with the first one, Marlon Vera, Pedro Munoz, or the, okay. the first of the main event. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of people online were kind of shitting on Cheeto Vera, and mm-hmm. they were saying it wasn't that good of a fight. But I thought it was like a really good fight.
0: Yeah, I think it got a lot more hate than it needs to.
1: Cheeto gets like a lot of shit because he's not always attacking. He's like counter punching. But when he's throwing, he's throwing with authority. He's not trying to point fight and he has knockouts on his resume. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a good fight.
0: He started off slow. He always starts off slow. I mean, that that's kind of like his deal. And in a three round fight, that's like, it's not such a good thing. But Pedro Muniz is tough, man. He's tough to finish. All of his losses are a decision. Yeah, I'm looking at his record right now. He's never been finished, Pedro Muniz.
1: Yeah, and if you're tactically By, by, by slow, knockout
0: or sub, he's never been finished. That, yeah, that's... If you're
1: tactically if you're tactically slow, shouldn't it be on the other person to attack them? Like, oh, they're not doing that good right now? Like, you know, like, it takes them to warm up, so let the other person attack. It takes two people to fight.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you're talking about the bantamweight division, which there aren't generally, like, an overwhelming amount of finishes, and you're talking about a guy who has never been finished. He's tough, he's always ranked, and I don't know, I think people are kind of annoyed because Cheeto had... An off day versus Corey Sanhagen, Sanhagen. Sanhagen. And now Pedro Munez wasn't, you know, the Cheeto we want to see. So I think people are like, he's, his stock has lowered after two fights, even though one and one is not bad.
1: I don't understand because, okay, so Cheeto beat this guy, Davey Grant, then he beat Frankie Edgar, then he beat Rob Font, then he KO'd mm-hmm. Dominic Cruz. And sure, Cruz and Edgar were towards the end of their career, but there was a lot of like talk that Cheeto's gonna be next in line for a title shot.
0: Yeah, he also and beat then, O'Malley. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and he also beat O'Malley before that, but he, but he lost to Jose Aldo after he beat O'Malley. So, yeah, yeah. whatever. He, he was having some up and downs, but he was doing well, and people were talking about him as like a championship contender. Yeah, And then inevitable. He has, split, he has a split decision loss to Corey Sanhagen, and then now people are shitting on him. Like I don't get it. Like it was one loss, and Sanhagen's amazing.
0: Yeah, Sanhagen is amazing, and yeah, I, I think people are a little rough on Cheeto. Yeah, I don't know why.
1: Whatever I think they'll so, fall in love
0: the second he gets another knockout, they're back on his train.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about Cheeto again once we get to O'Malley, Aljamain. But yeah, yeah. I'm happy with Cheeto, and I thought it was a great way to start the card, like another bantamweight mm. contender, and right before like the bantamweight championship.
0: All right, the next fight: Black Blackshear versus Batista. Did you see that one?
1: No, I didn't watch that one.
0: Okay, all right, that was a weird. All right, yeah, all right. I thought Black Blackshear won, but whatever. We don't have to go too far into that. Neil Magnet, Ian Gary. Did you see that one?
1: Yeah, I watched that one.
0: Okay, that was a big one. And Ian Gary's on a big come up and stuff. They hate it. Ian Gary's kind of crazy.
1: What, mentally you mean? Yeah. yeah. Some of it feels fake. Like he's just being a dick because he's following the Conor route.
0: I know. That's what a lot of people say. But his coaches swear that he's been like this forever and that's just him. But if also that's just him, it's not going to end well for this guy.
1: Yeah, you're kind of a cunt. I mean, he fucked up Magny, though, which sucks. Yeah, Like, dominate yeah. him. There was a 30-24. I know, the
0: call. yeah. I, I thought Magny had a chance at beating Ian Gary, and boy, was I wrong.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel that way. I felt like they the UFC wants Ian Gary to be good. They're always trying to get another I conner, agree, like a European star. So I just felt like... They
0: do? Yeah. I just thought Neil might been able to like get him to the floor and just make him a little more uncomfortable. But, yeah, I was way wrong.
1: It was supposed to be Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. Yes, and I feel like Neal Magny and Jeff Neal are interchangeable. <laughs> like they're just yeah, these like, yeah, it's like just two journeyman fighters that are like good, but not great. But I feel like Jeff Neal would have been a better matchup yeah, for, for Ian Gary. Cause Jeff mm. Neal did good against Shockbot. And yep. I feel like I would have liked to see Ian Gary go against him, like somebody a little bit tougher. Like maybe that Ian could That's who they're talking
0: about potential.
1: Jeff Neal now they're going to do it again.
0: No, 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 no. Like, they would do Ian Gary versus Shavkat Rachmanov.
1: Yeah, okay, so the one thing that I do like about Ian Gary, even though he is a dick, he did call out also Kamzat. So if he's, yeah. like, saying, I want to fight Shavkat or Kamzat, those are the two toughest fights in the division, and he's seeking it out, and I yeah. appreciate that. So, like, I'm yeah. like, okay.
0: Oh. He definitely believes in himself, and his striking does look pretty fucking sick, but, I, yeah, I just don't like him.
1: No, I don't think anybody likes him, but he is thirteen and zero. Yep he doesn't have he doesn't have many big wins, but the fact that he does want to jump up in competition, I think, is definitely respectable. I would like to see him versus a shockbot because the UFC is definitely a lot of people haven't been wanting to fight shockbot, and shockbot is the people's like not champ, but the people's contender. Like I think that's who like mm-hmm. the real MMA fans want to see. So it's a win win for the UFC, right? And If Ian wins, then he's a legit. On the verge of maybe like starting because he has the potential to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. And if Shockwad wins, good. We'll get, he'll get some commercial success. Like people will see him because I think some people are paying attention to Ian.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, I, get I, I hope, shit.
0: I hope Rachmanov wins. I hope he gets all the light. But yeah, I like Me too. a lot.
1: I, I would love to see Rachmanov beat the fuck out of him just yeah. to humble him a little bit. Like, and
0: put on that fucking. That raccoon tail hat that he wears? was it called the uh, man? Who's that fucking old timer's name? I forget Rock. what they called one of the, I have one of those hats. Let's see. up hat. Those hats are sick. I think with enough hype, that hat can be popular, man, if he gets champion.
1: It's a traditional wolfskin headdress there you go
0: Wolfskin. all right. there's a there's an American version of that that has, like the raccoon tail.
1: Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. like You know what I'm Pioneer talking about? Or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those pioneers. Yep, those um, hats are sick. It's traditional Kazakh headdress that our ancestors used. Yeah, You know, Khabib used to have that headdress too, and people thought it was just like a silly hat. And then it's like, no, that's what our warriors wear, like in, Dude, in the mountains. It. So I was yeah. like, oh, that's sick. Like, I love it too. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, I'm all about Rock Rakhmanoff. I just love his name, too. He just sounds like a badass. Like, I want to see him man. just... Mm-hmm. I just love also how his face is so stoic. Just there's no emotion. Just gives me, like, semi fedor vibes. Like, that's... Yeah.
0: Yes. I think that's what it is. Like, I think you nailed it.
1: But then he also, like, when he's not fighting, he smiles. Fedor, I don't think yep. I've ever seen smile. <laughs> <laughs> like, man.
0: Speaking of Fedor, you say he wants a boxing match with Mike
1: Tyson? Really? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and they're thinking it might be the co-main event on the next Paul card, the Paul versus Dylan Dennis, which we should talk about at some point, too.
1: No! It's yeah. co-main event to Dylan Dennis? Yeah. Paul even is, like, depressing, but I get it, like, it's like Connor, the people are gonna watch it, but Dylan Dennis is above a Fedor. We'll, and we'll, we'll,
0: might... we'll get into that later. Let's get into that later, for oh, sure. That's
1: That's disgusting. Alright, remember to bring that up later. That's
0: all right, so let's go to almost finishing this card. wayley Zhang versus Amanda Limos. Yeah. Uh, lopsided fight, maybe in women's history.
1: There's a 50-43, a 50-44, and a 49-45. So yeah,
0: yeah utter domination.
1: Weili, I feel like,
0: is... Bro, the stat count was nuts. It was like 280 strikes, so like 16 or something. It was something insane. The control time was 15 minutes. To zero, like oh my every God. stat was insane. Try to look it up. Try to, there'll be an infographic on it.
1: Yeah, I think she, I think she's Henry Cejudo's best student, and I feel like he upped her game so well, like where, yeah, she's just this force now. Like there's nothing that could stop her. Because when she did lose to Rose, it was through grappling. No, no, Rose head kicked her. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong. But I just yeah. feel like she's... And,
0: and Rose did it perfectly because in Wei Li Zhang's last fights versus Joanna and someone else, when there was a low kick, she would scoot her hips back and straighten her legs so that the kick would miss her thigh completely. And she would do that. And Rose disguised it as a low kick. So she literally scooted her hips and straightened her leg and then came up top to the head. It was a brilliant like... It was a brilliant forecast. That's like, you know, coach analysis. This is what we should do. Nailed it. I doubt Wei uh, Liu Zhang ever makes that mistake again.
1: Yeah. Zhang, an astounding 296 total strikes to 29. That's hard. That's really hard. I think Lemos kind of had a, not a, it was like a, not the best Darce attack at the end, but at least yeah, she, was giving, it was like at a, she was giving it her all.
0: I don't know what to call that. It's like an inverted rear naked choke. Yeah. Because there's no arm in it. They kept saying Darce, but there's no arm in that. It's like a no-arm Darce. Maybe you call it a no-arm Bravo.
1: Yeah, it didn't. It it looked like something that was... That it could be something, but really wasn't.
0: It's definitely something that she does because she went for it multiple times. It definitely seems like one of her moves.
1: Yeah. But whatever. Good for her for surviving five rounds. I don't know. Yeah. You... We'll we'll talk about this again when we talk about Korean Zombie versus uh Max Holloway. Mm. But would you rather lose like a 50-44 and survive, right? But get dominated after 5 rounds or would you just rather get knocked out in the third round but you went ham?
0: Well, I don't know, man. It depends on like it's de- my answer depends on how much aftermath is there. How much how hurt am I after the fight? I'll take the one that's less hurt.
1: Well, that's what I'm also asking. What do you think hurts less? Like getting pummeled for five rounds or getting knocked out potentially viciously look, in like the
0: third two round. different ways, right? Like that can be like Francis Nagano almost ending my life or that could be like, I don't know, who's had like a 50-45 where it was like smothering but not like that bad? Yeah, I don't know. Like almost like the way Jan beat Izzy in those last three rounds, like that. Like yeah. it wasn't that bad, you know?
1: yeah but let's imagine it's yeah wang jay lee like this fight like
0: oh where this fight. they
1: my beat up for five rounds or, or get knocked out in the third round i'd
0: rather not I'd rather be, be finished in the round. i don't know i think i'd rather not be finished i'm not sure i don't know i guess it depends I'd rather depends just on your conditioning like how much it sucks to be there
1: yeah i'd rather just take my medicine but i don't know there is something to say to be to be like yo i survived that's also special
0: you know it is but when you get beat up for five rounds too it's also like no you don't belong in this class yeah or, you know what i mean like this class of people where like if you get knocked out or subbed it's like yeah. ah you made one little error but like over five rounds it wasn't one little error it was a lot of errors like no you're better you're worse
1: yeah i'm assuming either way you're not at the person's level so psychologically sure. it's whatever some
0: people some people don't feel that way but yes
1: yeah okay all right, let's go to the championship fight. Yeah, the one. The one, Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. Sugar did it. I had a not. I didn't. I don't want to say I had a feeling Sean O'Malley was going to win, but I knew it was going to be closer than what people were saying. Mm. And I should have put like a fifty dollars bet on Sean O'Malley just for fun.
0: I did, plus three ten.
1: Yeah, I just felt like the mm. odds were too high. Like if somebody's like
0: too this, high. Yep.
1: I was like, that's too high.
0: Yeah, I was like, make him like two hundred maybe, but like. 3-10. No way.
1: And I get what some people, So Sean O'Malley is undefeated, but I get what some people are saying. Like when he fought Peter Yan, it was close. And then when he fought Cheeto, he got hurt. Yeah. And then yeah. what was the other one? Pedro Munoz. Like Munoz had to step out because maybe he had an injury. So, yeah. But still, the fact that he was in the ring with all of these people and looked like he belonged, I thought people were disrespecting him. <laughs>
0: yes. Agreed.
1: Right? Who cares if it's a split decision against Peter Yan? Peter Young's fucking amazing. So clearly yeah. he could hang with Peter Young. And we know Peter, not that MMA math works, but Peter Young could hang with fucking Aljo. So why? Yes.
0: I mean, he dominated fight? him in the first fight.
1: Dominated. but and then, then, he then Aljo also got dominated, him dominated him
0: on the next one. So like, yeah, it's, it's weird. I yeah, mean. but
1: it's, it just makes me feel like there's like, it was a little bit of disrespect to O'Malley. Maybe yeah. it's his like hair and demeanor or something. And oh, for sure. Striker, the striker versus wrestler. Mm-hmm. But I thought that first round was like beautiful tactically, even though there weren't that many punches thrown and sometimes it's boring for some people. I just respected the way O'Malley was like, I felt like he had like ultra reflexes. Like Mm -hmm. every little thing that Aljo did, he reacted. And anytime he fainted, Aljo would react. And it, it really did feel like a chess match, even though sometimes that term is overused.
0: Sure. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think, the, I think it was funny in the post-fight conference where they were like, you know, they scored that first round for Aljo. And O'Malley's like, really? I thought I won that. Like, how'd they score the second one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, O'Malley's, I
1: mean, got, O'Malley's clever.
0: Dude, for sure. O'Malley put a video because they have Cejudo watching the fight and Cejudo's reaction of the fight. Like, he's shocked. And O'Malley's watching the Cejudo reaction to the fight and just making fun of it. He's like,
1: ah, look at him, he's so short. He's so, he can't
0: believe it. Can't believe it.
1: <laughs> yo, Cejudo was also a little bit of a big winner because they showed Aljo. Aljo showed some texts between him and Cejudo. Mm-hmm. And it made me respect Aljo because Aljo basically was like, all right, since we're talking on DM, how do you think this fight's gonna go? What should I do? And Cejudo just coaches him right there, yep. even though they're kind of competitors, and was like, yo, O'Malley's going to have great feints. Don't bite on the feint. Like, don't just jump in. Like, everything that Sahudo called happened. And, like, Aljo just didn't follow it. But it made me yeah. think, like, Sahudo might be the best coach and tactician in the game right now.
0: I really think he is. Yeah, I, I think he is. But, like, also, pretty- smart, though, because Sahudo lost to Aljo. So, of course, he wants Aljo to win this match because that makes his stock look better. Yes, so, like, you know, if he had beat Aljo and still gave him like all this stuff and advice, like, oh man, this is a good guy. But yeah, the fact that the vice was spot on and kind of the reason why he lost was like, dang.
1: I think even if O'Malley asked Sahuto for advice, I think he would just give it. I think Sakudo's like that type Maybe. of person where he's just smart and I think he just knows so much and he just does it. And the cringe is part of his character. But he mm-hmm. literally called exactly John Jones versus gone and how it should go. So like John Jones is kind of one of his students that he teaches and he had not a rivalry, but he fought DJ Demetrius Johnson a couple times. And now Demetrius Johnson trains with Cejudo. Yep. I just feel like he seems like the type of person that is a martial artist and loves yes. the tactics. of 100%. It. And even it, I feel like he would help O'Malley because I think more than anything, he likes being right. Not in like an overly arrogant way, but I think he wants to be like, Oh, let me put it out there. And then people yeah, will see I, I was correct about... That's just the vibe I get from him.
0: He definitely loves the game. I think that's yes. just what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. You
1: phrased it perfectly. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. The first round, I, th- I thought Aljo won. But we've talked about yeah. it plenty of times where I feel like there should be more 10-10 rounds or whatever. Like I
0: agree. For- that's how I'd score it,
1: 10-10. Yeah, like Aljo got some good punches at the end, but the octagon control felt fair. Like, whatever. I would Or I would do like a... Uh, Nine and a half nine. You know what I mean? Like give give like a half a point or something like that. Dude, On
0: verdict, no one ever does this, but I scored it ten. No one ever like I don't think people realize you can still score it on ten ten, but like, yeah, most people just do ten nine, like you have to pick someone ten nine. It doesn't feel right to call that a ten-nine round when there's other ones that are way more definitive as ten nines. That's
1: that's why half points I, I think make sense sometimes.
0: Yeah, or just have a point system that's not just 8 to 10.
1: Yeah, that too. Ex- exactly. So I just thought Aljo did win the end of the round because he did push up O'Malley against the fence. And I think he did hit him like 5 to 10 times. So I mm-hmm. felt like that that was good enough. Mm-hmm. But O'Malley definitely went into the end of the round feeling like a win. Like it was 100% a positive moral victory. Yeah, And every round that you could last and make potentially like learn from your opponent like that's a victory for O'Malley and then mm-hmm. the second round I feel like you could see that confidence grow he stopped the takedown attempt he was just feeling something. and I think he realized yo I can hang here and I think he, O'Malley even mentioned it where he was like this was the most nervous I've ever been into a fight and I appreciate that type of humility mm-hmm. and like respect like he looks like he's like arrogant or whatever and like new age Nelk boy but I think like he's also a kid from Montana like you know sure. and I I feel like he has that humility and like understanding of who he is. And so, yeah. And then just the finish I thought was one of the most beautiful finishes in UFC history.
0: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you think Aljo regrets how he fought? Do you think it was sloppy? Or do you think O'Malley just perfectly baited him into it?
0: I don't think he wanted to fight O'Malley. But I think he took that fight for the money and UFC forced him to take that fight.
1: I don't mean fighting O'Malley in general. Well, I'm surprised by that. Oh, but, that, but- that's what I think, though. Okay. Yeah. What he, about- he
0: He alluded to something in that, in a conversation that O'Malley was in. And O'Malley's like, yeah, you only took the fight for the money. He's like, ah, you're not wrong about that. But it, it, was a, it was a weird thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Now he wants to kind of like take time off and see like, you know, next time fight into 2024 and just figure out what he wants to do next.
1: You're talking about Aljo now?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I appreciated Aljo's humility also at the end of the card because they're like, yes. you were saying if you won, you wanted to go to 145. And then he goes, dude, if O'Malley did this to me, what would Volk do to me? And I love mm-hmm. that. Like I was so cool. And then O'Malley also said something similar because they were like, Yo, do you want to go up to 145? And he's like, I'm not fighting Volk. Like, I love that like everyone is totally cool giving shine to yeah the guy above them i don't feel like fighters ever do that fighters even three weight classes yep. above they'll be like yo i can hang like you know like, like yeah. I, can, I can get some shots in but they're like "Volk, no absolutely not
0: I, I do really appreciate that too i'm glad everyone is finally on that Volk train yeah
1: yeah Volk just i always think he might lose and then he just always wins but there's always a feeling i think it's his height maybe i'm judging him because even mm-hmm. part of me is like that's part of it. Decent, I think O'Malley could do decent against Volk, but the fact that everyone is like no, like, you know, and them themselves. But how do you feel about that final sequence? Do you think Aljo is regretting it? Or do you think it was just part of the fight? Like, eventually you got to attack. What is he going to just try to hug? Like, I don't know. What do you think is going through his mind? Or what would you think of it?
0: That's a great question. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you take that because like you're beating the transition, like Could you have transitioned better where your hands were better or at a better angle? Like you would know that he's probably going to backstep to look for the straight, maybe slip and roll like as you're trying to faint for that takedown. Yeah, I I don't know. Is it that's a a tough, I would imagine the ego of a fighter. And I'm not talking about this like negatively, but like you have to have some ego and some like pride in the way you do it. You would look at like, okay, I made this mistake. I'm not going to make it again. Not going to catch me doing that again. Like there's a belief in that you can win this. But the yeah. way he talked about it after the fight was like, man, O'Malley just got me. Like like I, like, he's going to get me. Like it almost like didn't matter. Like he gives me that energy, but I, I'm surprised about that energy.
1: Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like Aljo could have won the fight, but I don't know if he would have won the fight in the way that like. We like to see our fights. Sure. You know, like I, I feel like he would have grinded out O'Malley, maybe, but O'Malley showed he had good takedown defense. Yeah. And then it's tough. And O'Malley also told Henry, he's like, Yo, if you want to train some takedown defense, I can help you. Since Aljo yeah. took that off Suhuda, Suhuda, I thought that was awesome. But I just thought, yeah, like O'Malley deserved that. Like, and he's he called, like, I'm gonna do a counter, right? Like he's like, Yo, I'm a sniper. Like he gave Aljo his due. He's like, I gotta work on my grappling. He was nervous. Yeah. And then he won exactly the way he said he was going to win. And that punch yeah, was like one so, of the most beautiful punches I've ever seen.
0: What's awesome about O'Malley winning is pretty much everyone has seen him from the beginning because he kind of had a spotlight on since the very first UFC fight. Similar mm-hmm. to Connor. We have guys like Hamzat that are similar. Like you feel like you've watched them the whole way through to get mm-hmm. up to that. And there's something. Mm-hmm there's something good about that that ufc is starting to do like almost like they're building up their fighters and not just throwing them straight in like if ian gary does it it'll probably feel similar but yeah like that's i don't know i think ufc is finally figuring out that that formula
1: yeah i mean i feel like the ufc is not only figuring out their formula but this was like one of their golden childs like you know dana wanted O'Malley to succeed, and he was thrilled after he did succeed. Hundred percent, yeah. Like that was his like money child, and yeah, maybe they gave him favorable shit in the beginning, but once you're getting up against like Pedro Munoz and Cheeto Vera and fuck, who's the last guy? Oh, Jan. Yeah. Like that's no favoritism. Like all of those people could kill you, and even though Vera didn't have the shine. Before his fight with O'Malley, everyone that was like in the know was like, "Yo, Vera's good." Yeah, He's scared, and so they gave him tough shit. So, yeah, sometimes people do, I think, make it out too too much like the road to the championship. Mm. But I've, even though O'Malley's was a little awkward, it's so well deserved. I think somebody put out a stat before the fight that yeah, they were oh, calling
0: Aldo like the goat of that division.
1: Yeah, which I, I, I don't
0: think so, but yeah.
1: I don't think so either. But they were also saying that O'Malley doesn't have a, a finish over a active UFC fighter. And then O'Malley responded with, I have one now. And so it was like, it was just, so yeah, whatever. And his shots were always pretty. It wasn't like he was beating these journeymen and it was like a war. Like, yeah. he was knocking them out in highlight real fashion. So yep. that's got to be something too.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you want to get into... Zombie Holloway. Oh, wait, before we get into Zombie Holloway, I don't know how I should set this up. Okay. Zombie Holloway probably went as everyone kind of expected, right? Yes. Okay. But he had an awesome exit. Retired. Probably the best exit for a fighter's retirement. Maybe ever.
1: Yes. Also, so this was in Singapore. So this was a little bit yeah. more in his part of the world. Sure. And his hey, But entrance... they're singing a
0: Cranberry song. That's not, you know what I mean?
1: That's what I wanted to say. His entrance, they were singing zombie, like cranberries. The whole stadium was singing. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautiful. Like I, this was like a little bit of a tough fight for me. Like I woke up. I love also the early morning fights. So it was at 8am. And I told you I saw Chappelle the night before and I was like a little drunk with the girlfriend. And then I woke up and it was like 10am and I was like, oh, there's fights on and I just put it on in bed and then like Holloway's, it just felt good. And every, but I was like, oh, I love Zombie. I don't want to see him lose. And I love Holloway and I don't want to see him lose. Yeah, But I was also like, I do want to see Zombie retire. Like he's been through some wars. Like, but when everybody was singing for him, I was like, this is going to be good for him.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I think anytime you hear that song, you're going to associate Korean Zombie now. I mean, if you haven't already, now you for sure are. You're going to remember this moment from hearing that song. I also think uh, yeah, Andy awesome.
1: from The Office.
0: Oh, he,
1: he sings one, but yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you um, think Zombie? Okay.
0: So you think UFC did a good job with that, like playing his song on the exit and stuff, like, right?
1: They had a highlight reel ready for him for after the fight. like, And he's the main
0: they- event and stuff. Cool. On the last card, Chris Wideman fought Brad Tavares. And even though I know he didn't retire, they want him to retire. But even if. Chris was like, oh, I'm going to retire after this fight. Do you think UFC would have put him on the main card? They put him on the prelims, right? Do you think they would have put him on the main card if he was going to retire? If he made it known? I'm not sure. I think so. Why don't you think so? You think so? Why isn't he on the main card now? Brad yeah. Tavares is a good opponent. Chris Weidman's a former champion. Like, Why wouldn't that be on the main card?
1: Sometimes they like having the last prelim fight because it gets a lot of shine and then Right. It, it, it'll lead to the paper. But they do that to sell
0: the fighter. Chris Wideman was like, I feel completely disrespected being on the prelims.
1: I, I actually totally agree. You bring up a good point. I don't know why they would disrespect Weidman. Like I feel like there's no reason to not put up a highlight reel or something positive. Maybe it was because maybe Zombie was hinting towards retirement where... Right now weidman sounds like tony ferguson where he's like whatever i lost but i could keep going when i Mm. want to be like dude stop going like you yeah maybe maybe chris weidman didn't retire because it was on the prelims yeah
0: they like want him to retire all right maybe give him a main event not a main event a main card spot i yeah i don't know blackshear and batista gets the main card spot like i don't know it's a weird thing to me i know more eyes get on that but you don't need more eyes on Brad Tavares and Chris Wideman. People know who those guys are. They're both yeah. really fucking.
1: Or, or a fight night main event. Like, there's nothing wrong sure. with that. Yeah. Like, you know. Or like whatever. Even on watch.
0: a fight night, that's not even a main event. Like, just put them on a main call. I don't know. It just felt. A it's former champion. Zombie get all the shine and Wideman get none. And I wonder, because like. You know, Widman maybe has one more fight left. And I've heard rumors that Widman's only doing this because his injuries are so bad that he kind of needs the insurance and stuff to, just to kind of get healthy and get better before. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. The fact that the fighters needed... Okay, not even the fighters, because whatever. Maybe it's a business. The is a former champion. How are you not taking care of, like, your former champions? I was watching this thread.
0: It's rumors. I don't know. Maybe no, may, maybe UFC would be like, oh, we take care of him, of course. Or no, maybe it's UFC, in writing that they would. I, I don't know.
1: The UFC does shit like this. We posted it on our Instagram, uh, Tim Sylvia, fam- a famous fight. Yeah. Randy Couture versus Tim Sylvia. And Couture actually shared the video that we made, yep. which was awesome. And people are talking about how the UFC doesn't even talk about Randy Couture. And he's one of the greatest champions they've ever had. And it just has to do with business. Yeah. But still, isn't part of the business highlighting your history so mm-hmm. you look like a Major League Baseball or NFL, like you're this institution of like martial arts history, like, and you're just going to disregard one of the champions because you had a slight business falling out?
0: Dude, like, think about it. I remember these days when Tim Sylvia's arm snapped. Who was it? Frank Mir? I think it was. Uh, where his our owner snapped.
1: Oh, no. Both of them, I think, broke his thing. Whatever
0: okay Tim Sylvia's ulnar snapped he's still dealing with the repercussions and huge medical bills from that injury from that fight is Every he really? he doesn't help him at all he's made it like public that like he's fucked like health wise Tim Sylvia now that highlight was used on so many pay-per-views as intro as everything for years and now you never see it why because they don't want it, they don't want that to be like so public. It's pretty yeah. wild, and we this was before that. the days where they covered health insurance. So Tim Sylvia never got
1: any help from that injury ever. Oh, we should write about that, or should reach out to him. That's interesting. I'd like to learn yeah. more about that. It's so fucked up. So I, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't do that with Weidman, but they would do it with Zombie. Maybe because they're trying to get in with the Asian market a little bit more and compete with one in that area of the world. Or maybe
0: because Max Holloway was like, yeah, I'll do that fight. You what know do I mean? mean? Like maybe because Max is the one that called it out. Like you don't have a high profile guy calling out Weidman. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But it's still just both of those fights are similar in a sense. None of them had to do with anything championship related or whatever. It was just like yeah. a good scrap. And so weidman has such a legacy in the ufc like a long island new york fighter it's not like there's so many of them like you know part of the legacy of mad sarah and Aljo. like you know they're all in the same tree like how are you not going to take care of one of the legends of the sport you know a wrestler yeah. all yeah. american like i don't know I mean,
0: brad beat him up real easy
1: dude also I'm a little bit sick and tired of some coaches like whatever. Obviously, some of these coaches, they're smarter than me. But how is it that your fighter is fucking literally limping on one leg and you don't throw in the towel? Like, You really think he's going to win on one fucking leg when he had two? Like Magni. Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot lately. It's Mm -hmm. like when they had two legs, they were losing. On one leg, you think they're going to make some miracle comeback with some punch like. And you could get blood clots in your legs. It fucks you up from training for multiple weeks. So you actually do want to come back and fight. Like, yep. You just mangle. And plus, Widman has leg problems? His fucking other leg snapped in half. Like, who cares if it's not the same leg? Like to me, I would be throwing in the towel often. Like you got to protect your fucking athletes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it, And if my athlete got mad at me, I'd be like, you fucking got mad at me. Your fucking leg is mangled, like fight better. Like, you know what I mean? Like you should have that relationship when you're a coach and fighter where you trust your coach. Yep. So why wouldn't you fucking, you know what I mean? Like, do I sound soft by that? Like, like Weidman was limping. Like he cleared, like, look, he gutted it out. He didn't get knocked out, whatever. But does that really matter on your resume? Like, do you really care? Like, oh, I was never TKO'd or some shit.
0: Yeah, I agree. In fact, you might even save the fighter because it's like the fighter can use that line of like, dude, they threw in the towel. I wasn't ready to quit though. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: Exactly. Good point. Yeah. My coach made me do it. Good. Blame me. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be the shield for you if yep. anybody says anything. And that's why I respect Diaz. Nick Diaz, sometimes he would throw in the towel for his brother Nate or whatever. Like during the Josh Thompson fight. Like Mm -hmm. they did that a couple of times. Like good. The other guy did well. You know what I mean? Like, and if it is the insurance thing, like you said, if there is some other reason he did take the fight, protect your fighters like a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm getting a little pissed by some of that stuff. It's like annoying.
0: It was awesome to see that for zombie, but I feel like people aren't really talking about the disrespect of Chris Weidman. And even though he didn't retire, I feel like he's still going to be disrespected in his next fight where he does retire or whatever. Maybe the next two fights or whatever. I don't know. Dana doesn't want him on it again. He's like, he should retire after that fight. Really think he's going to retire after that fight? Like, give him a good send out.
1: I don't know. Let's pay attention because he did give Robbie Lawler a good send out. I don't know yes. why he wouldn't give Chris Weidman a good send out. It just seems... I don't know. Maybe-,
0: maybe he thought Brad Tavares was a good match. I didn't think it was a good matchup, but like... He's similar. Brad Tavares is 35. Like, I don't know, kind of similar build.
1: I, I'm yeah, also so, not, I wouldn't be surprised if Dana just has favorites and just doesn't like some people.
0: Yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, maybe there's some like,
1: negotiation in the past. Dana's definitely
0: the guy that holds a grudge. So like, yeah. if there was ever a contract dispute or whatever, he fucking hates you forever now, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at least that's how he comes off. Exactly. And within the fight though, I thought Zombie performed really well. Like he, he rocked Max once, and he was getting some good shots, in. it was like zombie a little bit Zombie was vintage.
0: going nuts. It, yeah, like the way Zombie was moving, you're like, oh, shit, this isn't going to be a decision. Like someone's so, getting ended.
1: Let me give you a theory that I have, Okay. and this is why I love Zombie. Okay. But this, this is just a theory, and maybe I'm projecting okay. the way I would act. Okay. First round, kind of close, but Max wins, but Zombie is throwing. And I'm like, oh, zombie looks good. He looked better than he did against Volk, at least. You know, like he was moving sure. and he was hitting and it was a closer fight. Round two, same thing. But Max rocks him mm-hmm. and Max being and, and zombie collapses on the floor. Max, being the gentleman that he is, doesn't want to follow up. Like, yeah. just kind of just kind of like, oh, ref, it's a knockout. But zombie recovers quick, instigates a scramble. And then Max goes for the Dars, and it's pretty deep, but Zombie just wills his way out of it, and it gave him time to rest, and Zombie gets through the round. Mm-hmm. Now, in my head, I feel as though Zombie realized, oh, I should have been knocked out, and I got lucky that the ref saved me, and that Max was nice. And so I feel like Zombie goes since I technically lost already in my head and there's like this honor aspect, he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to run Brighton Max and whatever happens in the first 30 seconds is what happens. It's almost yeah. like, you know what I it's mean? Not- like the ball doesn't lie. If you get a favorable call, sometimes you almost want to give it back subconsciously.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, that's a good way to view it. Yeah, I that's at least the, I like the
1: way that. I view it.
0: Yeah, then- I like it.
1: And I loved it because zombie just fucking that just goes right at max and they're just swinging and banging in the way normally people do. when there's 10 seconds left, mm-hmm. but they do it for the first 30 seconds of the, of the third round. And then max eventually fucking cracks him, but zombie still did hit him with his last punch. Yeah. But max's was far stronger. And then zombie lands face first into the mat and they call up the fight. But, uh, it's Amanda, also nice
0: for Max to get a KO because he don't usually get those.
1: Yeah, it was since 2018, which is crazy. Yeah. I was so surprised. It took that. I didn't realize. But Amanda said while watching the fight, she's like, at least he went down swinging. And I was yeah. like, that's the perfect terminology for exactly what Zombie did and mm-hmm. why we love Zombie because yeah. he will always go down swinging. And that's what I was saying about the Zhang Wei Li fight. Like, so do you think? I respect that.
0: Yes, Do you think Zombie ends up in the Hall of Fame?
1: For a fight. I think there were some fights with Leonard Garcia. Not as a fighter. I don't think he should be in as a fighter. And I also saw some stuff about Poirier. People were saying, we have to determine how hard it is to be a Hall of Famer. In the NBA, it's a lot easier to get into the NBA Hall of Fame than it is to get into the NFL Hall of Fame. You know, like there's different criteria.
0: Well, did you know, I just heard these stats too, like for both NFL and NBA. NBA lifetime, there has only been five thousand players uh-huh. in the NBA ever five thousand people that's it. That's incredible and how many like, are in make the it home? to the NBA in the NFL, I think it's something like sixteen thousand or something have played a snap in the NFL or something for the NBA, that's just total NBA players not that's including bench people
1: interesting.
0: So uh, like when people are like, oh, Yeah, I don't know. I I just don't think it's kind of fair when they're like, oh, like that's Hall of Fame. Like this is the top point zero 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 one percent of people
1: in the world. What you just said about the NBA, though, I just looked it up. Yeah. Uh, Three three percent of NBA players have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it takes. So you you have to be in the top three percent to be in the NBA Hall of Fame. That's pretty fair. And they also count college. And I think with the UFC. Right. Well, they that's the thing your though. Whole, like, can you count your you... whole martial arts career?
0: Mm-hmm. That's what's tough too. I guess you can consider like NBA in that instance where you can count everything. But yeah, I don't know. Korean zombie. Korean zombie also has it tough because he had that, what, four year gap or three year gap because he was doing service for the military.
1: People, that was the...
0: people postulate could he have been champion had he not done that?
1: I think so. I he could have been much closer, yep, much closer, and he would have had another title fight. He on his way up, he was rocking everybody, and then he ran into the buzzsaw saw. That's Jose Aldo. When Aldo was yes. one of the greatest ever,
0: yes, yeah, and then yeah, he, he had knockout four out of the years. night, submission of the night, then he lost to Aldo, came back. Three years later, a little over three years later, beats Dennis Bermudez, who's no chump, performance of the night, then the next fight, fight of the night, next night, performance of the night, next tight fight, performance of the night. He's insane with his performances.
1: In the NFL, 2% of players have made the Hall of Fame.
0: Wow. Even higher. Standard.
1: The UFC does it like favoritism, though, which is so annoying. Like 100%. I think like they put in Bisbing right away. And I love Bisbing, and he is a Hall of Famer. But to put him in right away over other people that like, you know, like there's people that should be in earlier. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I put in Zombie or Poirier right away. Like, you know, like I think first you got to go through the champions, but they're close.
0: All right. You're going to count WEC, right? As UFC fights. I would.
1: I would count WEC. I would count Pride. I would even count okay. if you cool. want ADCC. Or if you won like a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championship, or if you're an all-American wrestler, I think that should count. Like, okay, you're total like WN combat,
0: like history. Yeah, maybe. Anything, I don't combat. know. It's tough. It's tough.
1: I think okay. anything combat you put him in.
0: Here's my thing. If you're including WEC, he's had 14 UFC fights. Nine of them were performance bonuses. That's pretty, that's as good as it gets.
1: Look, I'm with you. I, in terms
0: of entertainment, yeah. Like, in terms of greatness, like what he achieved in his weight class, yeah,
1: he never won it. Can I read you the modern wing of the Hall of Famers? He did have two
0: championship fights, though. I mean, that, that's still, like, that's tough. But go I ahead.
1: Know. Okay. I'll read you the modern wing, and then I'll read you the Pioneers. Okay. And these are all the UFC guys. Khabib, Daniel Cormier, George St. Pierre, all clear. Greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad Evans, Michael Bisbing, Ronda Rousey. Okay. Ronda Rousey definitely for what she did with women's sports. And Evans and Bisbing were both champions. I don't mm. know if I would consider them like all-time great champions, but for sure champions. Raya Faber, BJ Penn, Forrest Griffin. Okay. I don't even know if Uriah Faber won, had a belt in the UFC.
0: He WBC, but you, you're going to count that.
1: Okay. Now I'll read you the Pioneer wing. Hoist Gracie, obviously, Ken Shamrock, obviously, Dan Severin, obviously, Randy Couture, Mark Coleman, Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Mm -hmm. Pat Miletic, Bas Rutten, Noguera, Don Frye, Maurice Smith, Sakuraba.
0: God dang, no Frank Shamrock.
1: No Frank Shamrock. But also Yeah, Ken Shamrock. Okay. The second. Dan Severin. Who's the other guy that looks like Dan Severin with the mustache?
0: Oh, Don Fry?
1: Yeah, Don Fry. Oh, Don Fry is in it too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I can't argue with any of those. But like, also, how are you putting in Bisbing and Rashad Evans over like an Anderson Silva?
0: Oh, 100%. Anderson Silva's not in? No. I thought they just really recently did that.
1: I don't I know. I could have sworn
0: they recently just put him in.
1: Maybe they didn't update their website. But Maybe. there, There's also a contributor's wing, the people that were in the business. There's also a fight wing. Griffin versus Bonner. Yes, Williams, I know
0: that. Those, Williams yeah.
1: versus Cohen, Hughes versus mm-hmm. Trigg, Shogun Henderson, Sanchez-Guida, Jones-Gustafson, Swanson sure. versus Cho. So, yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's where Korean Zombie belongs. And that's where like Poirier belongs for yes. some of these all-time great fights. So they're in the Hall of Fame. And it is emblematic a little bit of their whole career, even if they don't call it that. You know, mm-hmm. like I'd be like, you, you belong in it. And yeah.
0: So you'd put like a Nick Diaz in the fight wing.
1: I don't know in the modern wing or oh, in the fight wing. Yeah, exactly.
0: But not the okay. Fight
1: wing is where you put in some people that just had epic fights, and you they're like, right, they're your favorites, you know.
0: All right, this is well, exactly we did, what did have Donald Cerrone get in.
1: Yeah, in the fight wing, he should be in.
0: No, I think they put him in the Hall of Fame, like him.
1: Maybe they didn't update the fucking shit.
0: I'm pretty sure they put Donald Cerrone in.
1: I don't know. I don't see it on their websites. the UFC website.
0: Maybe I have that wrong then. I don't know.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I and just in my head, I said Anderson Silva, but I feel like there's other champions. If we sat down and thought, we're be like, oh
0: yeah, well, like, do you have to be a champion?
1: Oh yeah, he I was know. in Albuquerque.
0: Yeah, he was put into the Hall of Fame, Donald Cerrone. Oh,
1: so they didn't update in the girls. modern
0: wing. Yep.
1: Yeah, how you put in some people? Whatever. I don't know. I don't really care to me they are all hall of famers in the martial arts world compared to the average oh for sure
0: for sure i don't know if donald cerrone should be in that class though you know like i think he should probably be in the fight wing
1: yeah exactly
0: because i know he has all these records of like most finishes and all that stuff but like you're seeing guys like what's his face with the elbows oh my gosh alterweight what's his fucking the immortal
1: matt brown oh matt brown yeah
0: matt brown Matt Brown's now got the most finishes. And then you have at heavyweight, Derek Lewis, most knockouts of all time. Like you're going to see Cerrone's records get broken for sure. And then in hindsight, is it going to look a little sillier? I, I don't know. Like his records didn't seem unbeatable. So I was surprised when they put him in. It's not like a Cy Young. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you're right. They added Jose Aldo, Donald Cerrone and Anderson Silva.
0: So, there you go. And I think, I don't know Cerrone, I'm kind of like on the fence on Because then you're, he, for me He's like the gatekeeper that allows A lot of other people in now
1: Yeah, if Cerrone's in, then I feel like Korean zombies should be in
0: Yeah, that's the thing though Cerrone would take every single Fight given to him, the UFC loves Him, and so and like, that's
1: respectable That does yeah, make you, 100% word, The fact that you could scrap with Anybody,
0: it is a thing but I don't know if you put that in. Like, was he, was he in the top three percent of fighters?
1: Yeah, you I think. think so. Okay,
0: all right. If you, yeah, I guess if we go with that criteria of like, like the NBA and and NFL, like, are you in the top three percent or whatever? All right, because he was highly ranked for a very long time.
1: Honestly, with the UFC, I think I'd even be a little bit like five percent because okay. they have they all have done so many things outside of the sport. I think. That's what I like about the NBA because they they count college basketball, they count Olympics, they count international. Like, so mm-hmm. if you're like just a legend at your sport, like they'll put you in, you know. Like, and I'm one of the best. So, all these guys that are in the UFC, they did have to go through like BJJ, wrestling, like bo- like they've done a lot of stuff that should advance them. I feel like that should be worth a little something. Yeah, you know, you kind of changed my mind. I'd be a little bit more if Cerrone is in. And they're going to put in people like Poirier and the fact that zombie did have four years that he had to be removed because of law and politics. Mm -hmm. There should be a little bit of a benefit of a doubt. And yeah, maybe it makes sense. I just love him. And like, literally like people, I was reading the forums, like after the fight, people were like, yo, I was crying. Somebody wrote, my girlfriend was crying when they saw like him leave and, and bow. And somebody was like, your girlfriend was crying. They're like, yo, I was crying. Like everyone was and I just loved how like everybody was like so proud of him. And if you're gonna elicit that type of love, like you have a whole Asian crowd and they're all singing the cranberries like zombie. It just felt yep. like such a cultural, I don't know, it's just like like it's such a unique cultural experience. I thought it was so beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: All right, do you want to circle back to Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis? I'm
1: glad you remembered because I forgot. I don't really care about them. I hate Dylan Dennis. Like, to me, he's like one of the worst personalities in the game. And it's so annoying because he doesn't fight. Like, have a shitty personality like Ian Gary. But what did we say? At least you're beating people and you're calling out great people. Like, Dylan Dennis, like, literally doesn't do anything, he doesn't compete. He just got famous for. Marcelo Garcia kicked him out of his gym and he got famous for kind of training Connor with Jiu Jitsu and he had a great game, but then he just became a fucking Gen Z TikTok bullshit. Oh, right.
0: He leaves comments on everyone. He is the he is. In, I don't know who is a bigger troll in the world than Dylan Dennis.
1: I'm going to write I should write a profile on Dylan Dennis and it's going to be the shortest profile we ever write. It's going to be like Marcelo Garcia kicked this guy out. <laughs> he's re- he's really good at jujitsu, but he's also a bitch. Like you know, and and I will what tell I-
0: you with a hundred percent certainty, Dylan Dennis is going to comment on it.
1: I hope so. Well, yeah, you're hundred percent, hundred
0: Yeah, yeah. So what, uh,
1: Logan or Jake? Who's who's Logan?
0: He's by- fighting Logan Paul.
1: Oh, I hope Logan murders him.
0: Yeah, it's, Logan's he huge. Not- he is, but. Yeah, it's also boxing, which you know how usually this goes. And Dylan Dennis is not a boxer, but not even close. His stand-up has been atrocious. But October 14th in the UK.
1: As crazy as it is, though, Logan has actually fought Floyd like <laughs> He has experience with like one of the best. The whole like, thing is like...
0: weird because KSI is versing Tommy Fury on that card also.
1: Why? It seems like such a jumble. They were set at...
0: This is so, the whole world is crazy in boxing now.
1: I feel like Jake... And who knows, who knows? So they
0: say Mike Perry is a backup for Dylan Dennis because the last like five Dylan Dennis fights he's backed out of like last minute. So they have Mike Perry as a backup.
1: I want to see Mike Perry fight Dylan Dennis and massacre
0: him. Oh, that would be fun too. But yeah, who knows if we see Dylan Dennis fight at all. Mike
1: Perry versus Logan Paul would be cool too. I want to see Mike Perry fuck people up.
0: Yeah, I, I like to watch Mike Perry versus pretty much anybody, but I think he's finding his his thing in, in Bare Knuckle.
1: Everybody, every fighter that I hear talk about Mike Perry and Bare Knuckle, they're just like, this was made for him. Like, this yep. is, like, my... And he just elevates what he's doing, that Bare Knuckle. Like, I don't know if there's a fighter that just embodies that spirit of yep. Bare Knuckle as much as Mike Perry. I hope Logan right. Paul smashes Dylan Dadas, but I want to talk about what you said. Is it really... Like, are the rumors really true that Fedor, Mike Tyson would be on that undercard?
0: It's just a rumor.
1: It has to. Be. Fedor, Mike Tyson should be its own card. And I think that would be amazing.
0: Maybe, be but you don't think it sells more being on this card? You throw that on this card and all of a sudden people are like, oh shit, I'm watching it. Like it has a lot of cross appeal.
1: I know, but it's just disgusting that it would be underneath Dylan Danis. And fucking Logan Paul, not even Jake Paul. Like, I don't, not that I don't hate the Pauls, but it's just like Fedor and Mike Tyson are the all-time fucking greats in their individual sports. Yeah, I mean, if I'm selling
0: have... this fight like crazy, though. I mean, I feel like every day there's news on what Dylan Dennis is saying about Logan Paul's fiance again. Have you been keeping oh, up with this or what?
1: If I could have a dream fight ever, like a magic genie fight, it would be to see how Mike Tyson would do in an MMA fight in the past when he was oh, in his sure. prime sure and like tyson fedor might be like the greatest fight ever and if we could just get a little boxing version of that that might be my favorite celebrity boxing match that could be made
0: yeah they're both very old though
1: i know but i would love even though when i see Tyson, even though tyson's old when i see him he still looks so fucking scary when he's like practicing yeah, he and sparring and teaching teaching Francis and Ghana. He just looks like a machine. He looks faster than everybody.
0: All right, so let me ask this question to you then. If Fedor and Tyson are on this card, do you watch it? Yeah. Okay. If they're not on the card, do you still watch it?
1: Maybe. Depends what yeah. I'm doing. If I'm All sitting right. at home. there's a chance you don't see the Logan
0: Paul? Because I feel like Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis, they got me. Like Dylan Dennis's trash talk has been so severe then I'm like, I got to see Logan Paul kick his ass. Like, he's I just want to
1: see it. Look, yeah. I would watch it to see if Dylan Dennis gets his ass kicked. But if I didn't watch it, I wouldn't care. But I would, if I was home, I would watch it. If I was out and you sent me the link and I was at a bar, I'd probably put it on my phone. Like, I, but I don't, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If it was Mike Perry versus Jake Paul, I definitely watch that. I want to see Jake lose and I feel like it is a little bit more of an actual fight than like an exhibition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get into the things that Dylan Dennis has said or not even pull it up?
1: No. Fuck Dylan Dennis. I don't know. Uh, Make fun of his wife. Like anybody could do that. I don't know. Dylan Dennis a little bit. He's
0: going hard. Like I've never seen someone go this hard. Like I think Connor, Connor McGregor got a lot of heat for like talking about like Dustin Poirier's wife or whatever. What about Colby?
1: Colby Jorge. Colby went hard on Jorge's wife.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the worst because it's weird because the, their wives have nothing to do with it. But, you know, that'll like eat at the guy a little. Yeah, it's such a weird. I don't legit. even know.
1: you. Could, I don't know if you could even eat at Logan Paul. I don't know if I if I Oh,
0: it's bothering him. He sent him like a cease and desist on it and stuff like it's definitely bothering him.
1: I feel like some of that stuff is just fake lawyer.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't funny. know. I don't think you can air and Photoshop and, and put out all of these pictures of your, of someone else's wife. Like that's, that's pretty rough.
1: Maybe. I don't know. It's if someone's like, whatever you you're, you're going to make $3 million and we're going to make fun of your family. Like I just make, this is a joke. Just don't let it affect you. But I don't know, whatever. I'm a man. Like I would just be like, okay, <laughs> you know, like whatever, I'm going to take my yeah. $3 million and, so Sean O'Malley,
0: my O'Malley even said okay. that he feels bad for the fiance. Really? Yeah. Whatever. I don't
1: know. I'd be like, honey, you're gorgeous. Who gives a fuck what this piece of shit says? You would, like, does it make a difference they Photoshop you? Like, what's the
0: difference? Maybe. I don't know. Or I mean, some of the photos are real, though, like that he's posting of her. And like, it does suck because you're not really asking for that limelight. You're getting shit on and you don't really have anyone to defend you. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I want to practice the belief, like you can't hurt my feelings. Like, you know what are you gonna say? Like, maybe, I like you can't. It's a lot.
0: It, it's. I think he posted. Yeah, the, the the count is over seventy pictures he's posted already.
1: Eventually, it's 70s, something That's
0: it's something, a
1: lot. A good. Whatever. I hope he gets his ass kicked. I really <laughs> hate little Dennis. Like, and I feel like Marcelo Garcia is such a cool dude. Like, I feel like to have him throw you out of your gym when you're one of his only black belts at the time just makes me feel like, yeah, you are a piece of shit. Yeah, maybe. Let's hope Logan it fucks up. been about. a business
0: thing or who knows.
1: For Marcello and Dylan?
0: Yeah, who knows? Who knows what the story is there? I, I don't want to defend Dylan, but, like, you never know Marcello and stuff. I said Marcelo's done he, he said, like, Darces didn't work before and stuff like that. Like, who, who knows what's going on behind doors when, like, someone gets kicked out of a gym.
1: I just feel like I've never heard of even people getting kicked out of gyms. Like, it's rare. You got to, like, rape somebody, you know? And then here's Dylan danish just being a dick. Like, eventually, it just felt like, I don't know. It just felt toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, man. I think uh, i rather focus on the good people like Zombie. I think, like, yeah. people like Dylan are just, like, trash, you know? So yeah. I'll watch it to see him get his ass kicked and yeah. hopefully... Logan Paul succeeds in doing that. Like, I feel like he's a better person than Dylan Dennis. So.
0: I also think he's going to probably steroid up to be able to just crush him. And I don't mind that at all.
1: Yeah, if somebody deserves to get their ass kicked by some juice head, it's Dylan Dennis.
0: Yeah. well, He also got choked out by the bouncer, remember?
1: That was amazing. People should watch that. I, we should share that video. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Tom DeBlas was like, Oh, this guy trains jujitsu, but if you want to train for free forever, like just come to my gym. Like I thought yeah. that was so fucking cool. Yeah. Choked out some data. Like, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Uh, if I was that guy, I would be like sharing that on my fucking stories every day. Like, yeah, by that time I'm training <laughs> until now. Just fucking that'd be my claim to fame. Amazing. Anything else you could think of, man? It's been a. How's your training been this summer? Do you feel like it was a good summer for you?
0: At some points I trained like, you know, seven days in a row or more, maybe like 10 or something like that. And then there was like a period where I didn't have any training for like almost two weeks and like, so it's been very, I don't know, overall probably pretty regular, but there's been some bouts that have just been really on and really off and I don't like that. I like regularity Mm -hmm. and structure and like, you know, feeling like I got enough in the week. I don't like knowing that I crushed one week and then fell off on the other. And it's, you know, it's just, you know, weddings out of town. Jim has a seminar. I can't make that day. Like they stop classes. Like there's just been so many things, the kids starting school, both kids go to school. They have both different times. It intersects with classes. Damn, man. So it's been tough.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I've been working more and my schedule changed too. So like, it's been uh, a tough navigation for training, but I've I've been consistent, but I wish I can do better.
1: Yeah, I think that's all of us. I've been just, I think, steady three days a week, but I've been do- lifting a lot more weights than I used to, but nice. it's not like I'm lifting weights like a weightlifter. I pretty much just do the same thing every day, but like three days a week, you know, mm-hmm. like four to six sets of chest, four to six sets of legs, four to six sets of back, and then... Obviously the buys like the vanity muscles, so I look good. And so, yeah. (laughs) and just
0: They have function too.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, the game just been feeling good. So I think it was a good summer. But even like with this podcast, like summer is an easy time to slack a little. And then we try to amp up with fall and the rest of the year, like get through winter. I hope so. This Wednesday, we should be interviewing a guy in the BJJ world, Robert Deagle. So excited about mm. that. Hopefully we just get a lot more guests and do some fight world stuff.
0: Yeah, it should be good. Oh, you know, Greg got really inspired to fight you. I mentioned that Greg, one of our listeners, one of our good friends, Greg, Crazy Pooh Bear, his 40th birthday party might involve Fred Durst playing at that party. And I was telling him like, yeah, Greg was like, you know, do you guys want to fight on it or something? He wants to make it like this big event. And Craig right away was like, if Fred Durst is watching, I will fly out to kick a noob's ass. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds awesome. So maybe this can get realer and have a date.
1: Wait, so Craig cares about what Fred Durst thinks? Like he wants to impress Fred Durst? Yep.
0: (laughs) He's like, oh, I'm a Limp biscuit fan. That sounds incredible. Why would I not go to that?
1: Whatever, I mean, if, if another, <laughs> it's another. yeah, Greg's he, birthday, so we'll see. Whatever yeah. he wants. I'm about it. Anytime I can fight <laughs> some, uh, I'll do it. I'm about it. Craig, Greg, whatever he wants to call himself that day. <laughs> you know, I just, I'll feel bad, like, if he wants to impress Fred and then he can't. Like, that'll be, like, a little. <laughs> Loses in front of his hero. I know. I don't even know if he knows what a limp biscuit is, Craig. Do you know what it is? <laughs> that's that. That's the game where a bunch of guys masturbate on a cookie, and then the yeah. last one that the last one that doesn't come has to eat the cookie. Lovely. Sounds sounds like right, like in line with the pro wrestling world. So okay, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what. Hopefully, Craig keeps training. He's been sending me some videos. Oh, nice. Yeah, of his of his training. I right don't. I think he's trying to intimidate me. Yeah. Is it working? No. Just, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> Hesitation. It's like it's like what I said earlier. Like, you can't hurt my feelings. Like, I don't think you can intimidate me. Like, yeah, lo- I'm of the belief like uh zombie, like if I lose, I'm gonna get knocked out and I'm just not gonna remember it. I'll just erase <laughs> it from my memory. <laughs> and like so, like no- nothing can affect me. Or if I win, I'll just be happy about it, you know? I'm of the stoic mindset. Like whatever happens is supposed to happen, but I'll keep training, but I'm probably gonna just win by guillotine very quick. To me, that's yeah. the, that's All the right. way that's the way I'll handle it. All and right. If he, doesn't, Craig, let, if he doesn't let me win by guillotine, I'm gonna punch him a bunch of times. So I feel like he should just let me guillotine him. So he could keep that pretty face for his acting career. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but that neck is yours.
1: Yeah, to me, it's yeah. like the most. You can wholesome keep the face, way.
0: but the neck is mine, right? That's one of the yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I'm gonna take your neck, okay. no matter what. If you, if you don't let me take your neck, I'm going to take you down and punch you, but then that'll hurt. And then, like, I'll feel a little bit bad, but then let me just choke you out real quick. And okay. It. Yeah. He might leg lock you. I don't know. A leg lock? What? <laughs> if we're doing leg locks, I should be allowed to kick you in the face. That's that's my... Oh, wow. So that's that that's right. not even MMA rules. You can't do that in MMA. Yeah, this ain't MMA. This is for Fred Durst's oh, affection shit. and approval. <laughs> you know? So... <laughs> so <laughs> If you're going after my legs, I'm kicking you in the mouth. I should All right, be so allowed
0: now, to. So now you're going like street beefs. So the original thing was MMA rules. This was the original thing. I think you guys did Yeah, pride.
1: pride. Pride. There's multiple types unified of Unified
0: MMA rules set. Who unified them? I mean, we can go one championship. That's only in Colorado.
1: I'm okay with no elbows because I, I feel like if there's elbows involved, I'll definitely. Right, so, win.
0: so we're gonna have to figure out what the rules are for this match.
1: If you go after my legs, I'm kicking you in the face. That's wow. that. That is the primary defense for leg stuff. I feel like that'll keep people from going after legs. Because wow. Well, whatever. I'm giving you my insecurity, Greg, Craig, yep. whatever your name is. Yep. It is the leg stuff. The leg stuff's like annoying, but uh, yeah, I just want to. I just want to win by choke. All right. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will see. All right, Greg's fortieth birthday. Oh my god, I have too many fights. I gotta start training.
0: <laughs> Craig was also really like, "Hey, is there any chance we could also get Fifty Cent there?"
1: Fifty Cent.
0: <laughs> he you he knows don't, don't like fight.
1: Fifty Cent. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people I don't want to fight. I just apparently <laughs> I talk a lot of sh- I talk a lot of shit for somebody that's not really fighting. Whatever. So. <laughs> but I would. I just needed to be all under my. Rule set,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when you I'm ready, the man. rules.
1: Or you just have to come to my house and show up, because then I can't avoid it. I'll be like, all right, fuck, now I got to do it.
0: Dang, fair. You know,
1: but That's it's such like a New York to, thing. I have to go and work and like put effort. Like you know what? I mean? I'm not flying out to San Diego to fucking. Hey, Fred Durst
0: practice. is watching. He's flying out to New York to do it.
1: I don't even care about Fred Durst that much, though. Like I don't know. I love. Oh, I think I do. Olympus gets dope. I love Nookie and I love like Roland and Fade. I love Greg Moore. <laughs> yeah, I love Greg Moore. Exactly. Yeah. I love Greg Moore than I love Fred Durst. For sure. Whatever. That'd be fun. As long as I could once. Yeah, I'm about it. We'll raise some money for charity, promote yeah. rent to stuff, do some things. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Right on. Has All he right. been training? You've been teaching him shit? Yeah, man. He, I, I teach him some stuff
0: like every Sunday. He does another session at another gym, Gi, on Thursdays. Yeah, so he trains like twice a week. Okay. But there's a lot of things he picks up quick from pro wrestling, like the wrestling aspects of it. There are a lot of wrestling aspects that you're like, oh, I do this in pro wrestling. And you see like he picks it up like really quick and you're like, oh, cool. Well, here's where you use it and when you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, but just like the movement wise, almost like, you know, Teaching someone like a sit out or how to shrimp, it's like he knows how to do it, now you just got to show him where.
1: <clears throat> Fuck. How do you think? How do you think the fight goes? It's me and Greg. Craig.
0: I think if he can avoid the guillotine, he's gonna leg lock you. Ugh,
1: I hate leg locks. <laughs> I'll be so pissed if he wins a leg lock, I'm like a fucking bitch.
0: Imagine he just that. dives for an iminari That'd be great, huh?
1: The thing is, this though, I feel like if he went for a leg lock, it's not gonna be so clean where he's going to avoid me punching him in the face, not even sure. kicking him in the face. And I, I just feel like then it would be like a wake up call. Like, Oh, like this is not just jujitsu. And so yeah. that would be my thing. And then it'd be like, I do like put on the
0: gloves with these guys, including Craig every now and again. So they do get used to having to deal with that while being on the floor, but not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, my leg game is weak, but, Thank you to Zuli Burke because she's always going after my legs in nice. class. So now I'm like I'm working them. So like I feel yeah, like my defense. She's really good at leg pummeling. So I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. So I got I got more work to do. Right on. What's her? Preferred All right, whatever. Leg that's lock. why I, that's why I like this feud because it makes me train harder. What's her
0: preferred leg lock? Like what is what is the one you're defending the most?
1: Yeah, she's going like heel hooks and crushers and She does everything. Okay. Like she goes from one to the other, to the other. And she's just really nice. good at like leg pummeling and just moving around. And so it's just keeping me mentally in the game of always okay. watching feet. And then it's helping me with my entrances a little bit more. But truthfully, like I never really am going for the leg lock. I'm going for the legs to push you away so I could take your back or reverse position.
0: Same. I only really go for leg locks when it's like the only thing left for me.
1: Yeah. I don't like being near other people's feet because I also feel like they're going to kick me in the face. Yeah, And like, you know what I mean? Just like practically speaking, but I, I do realize I've been too negative and biased against it and you got to learn entrances and it does help you. There are some
0: entries where you control both legs and there's no chance that they can kick you and they're fine.
1: I'm just not good at that stuff. And that's what I realized. So I have to get good enough where I'm even aware of that type of shit. And so like a lot of my negativity was based on, I think my insecurity.
0: Sure. Sure. Or just your ideology on jujitsu.
1: It was a little bit of both because the ideology was like, focus more on that, but then you still got to be aware of everything. And there is a time and place. And there was like a couple of times where I was going against better people. And then when I would do some leg stuff, to just you know get an ashi and then like push them away like i just created some space like it allowed me to get out and i was like mm-hmm. I, at least for that shit i gotta get good you know yeah threaten them so yeah i like the way you put it that'd be fun definitely gonna keep training hard i appreciate all the motivation that craig sends over so yeah. I, I i actually love it we have a good we have a good rapport and we dm each other a lot So he'll send me some videos and I'll send him some videos. So I like that he's getting better. In the end, I just feel like we're each other's like muses. You you should
0: send him some Eli Manning highlights.
1: Why? He doesn't like Eli? Mm -mm. Wow. Now I'll fucking kill him. Like what a little Massachusetts. He's
0: a Patriots fan.
1: What? Yeah. He's from Massachusetts, dude.
0: Massachusetts. So now you got to go in even harder now. Massachusetts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, (laughs) your Eli is kind of like the devil. And that's her Eli God, is the, so.
1: Eli's the goat. Oh, my yeah, God. So. How do you, anybody that doesn't like Eli Manning has something wrong with them. <laughs> like, you're so insecure. How are you not going to love this dude? This dude just is the man. Mm-hmm. My favorite Eli Manning story. One of my favorite Eli Manning stories. Uh, so, you know how, like, before the QBs go to the NFL draft, they, like, throw in front of, like, 100 scouts right depending on how good they are like they have like their pro day type thing so peyton manning like he was going to throw it like 2 p.m and he's at the stadium at like 8 30 in the morning like inspecting the field like you know like everything is like on point like just down to like the meticulous fucking like what they're eating and everything and then so a couple years later it's eli's turn like he's supposed to throw at two o'clock and then it's like 12 30 and Archie was like, "Where the fuck is Eli?" And he like calls Eli, and they're like, "Yo, Eli, like, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm at Popeyes. Like, he was eating, <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> he was eating a meal, like, right before I just." And to me, there's just something so cool about that. Like, you know, he just believes in himself. He's like, "I'm gonna stroll in. I'm gonna eat." He still works hard. He's still meticulous with everything he does, but he's got that little bit of aspect of like, "I'm just gonna walk in and sling it." I love that. Uh, I love that. New York's Brett Favre. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People really, I think, judge him a lot just on his face. He, like, looks like a goober. Yes. Where if he had a chiseled face and, like, the five o'clock shadow that Favre has, you know, Mm like, oh, he's just, like, a manly like, but he just looks like a young kid, like, you know, and he's like, yeah shaven and so people just shit on him it's 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 all out of shallowness i think
0: perhaps but he did beat tom brady twice and so craig is not going to be a fan
1: whatever craig work on your guillotine defense (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: gonna send him guillotine defense videos and eli manning highlights that's like your favorite things to be sending people anyway i
1: know i've been sending i appreciate i send you videos all the time now do you, do you get, like, tired of me sending you videos? Because I feel like no, I'm just not gonna at keep all. sending you videos. not I enjoy them. Forever. I enjoy okay, Yeah, because I like – I feel like that's how I learn. Me and uh, Amanda, we have a good routine lately where we're just – she's at night reading, and then I'm re-watching my jujitsu videos, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, probably, like, a half hour rolling every time I do go. So then it's, like, kind of like I get to go back, inspect. It, it's
0: helpful to watch yourself because things don't always plan out how you thought they did, and then you're looking at it, or – there's things that you might've missed at the moment. You're like, Oh shit. Or you do something where I'm like, Oh, why'd I do that instead of that? There's, there's so many things like rewatching the way you roll for sure. I remember when Sparring, I first started everything. videoing.
1: Yeah. When I first started videoing myself, like I remember I'd be in class and my coach would be like, Oh, you got to like have better posture this. And in my head, I'd be like, but I'm, I have good posture. And then I would watch the video. I be like, Oh, my posture is shit. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's just like you because in my head I'm like, oh, I know the right thing to do, and I think I'm doing it. And then you watch and you realize, oh, my body's not doing that. So mm-hmm. you got you got to be watching yourself. I think everybody should be doing that. Yeah, at some point for sure. All right, cool. I'm glad because yeah, I keep sending you the videos. So yeah, I'm sending my low, my low lights and my highlights. That's good. But I am trying to get up more based on what you said. Yeah, you should. You and you think those your... you think those half guard dives for the neck are good? Or is that sloppy? Because I was hitting them the other day. Oh no, no.
0: From top, yeah, no, that works great. That that's I don't I don't necessarily go for the neck, but I do that same movement to pass a half guard often.
1: Okay. And I use it sometimes. I feel like I could get a cradle, like I could do some shit sometimes, or that like leads to other yeah. things.
0: Sometimes I I go for that, but end up in like north-south chokes or something. I, I don't I don't dive over in someone's half guard. And then pull a bottom guillotine. I'd rather stay on top. But you yeah. you do that. Like you'll almost like roll and then get back on top. So like that's good.
1: Yeah. And in so the end,
0: is- if you're good at that movement, even if you end up on bottom, if you have a high percentage finish, then I would go for it anyway.
1: Yeah. But I'm glad you said that because there are times I end up on bottom and it pisses me off. And yeah. they'll say, Oh, that was close. But I gotta work on that away, at least to get on top or turn it into a sweep. Yep. And use some other thing. Okay, good advice, Arturo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, this is uh, a good talk. We haven't talked well, in a while. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk again when we interview Robert Deagle and some other people, try to get some more guests on. Hell yeah,
0: man. Yep. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.